and welcome to Tanager Places podcast. My name is Lindsay Swales, and I'm one of our outpatient clinical managers. If you're not familiar with us, we are a nonprofit organization based in Cedar Rapids, serving the behavioral health needs of children and families. We have both inpatient and outpatient programs, as well as community-based services. Our mission is simple, to provide services to families that inspire, empower, and heal. We're living through some pretty uncertain times right now with the COVID-19 outbreak moving through Iowa and all across our nation and world. Our routines have been disrupted. There are a lot of unknowns as far as how long the pandemic will last, and we're all social distancing, which can feel really isolating. That can be scary for children as well as adults. We know from research, however, that while times like this can be traumatic, they also have the potential to be times of growth and resilience. We're bringing you a four-part mini-series, Resilience in Times of Uncertainty, where we'll talk a little bit about four indicators of well-being that we can look for and foster in ourselves and our children to help us get through these times as mentally healthy as possible. These indicators are safety, belonging and connection, meaning and purpose, and efficacy. These come from the RISE framework of resiliency that we are implementing across our agency here at Tanager Place. This framework was developed by Tanya Hotchkin, our Vice President of Clinical Services. Tanya will be on a later episode of the podcast to talk more about the framework as a whole, but for this mini-series, we'll be focusing just on the four indicators and practical ways to cultivate them during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm here today with Maggie Hartzler, one of our school-based clinician supervisors, and we'll be focusing on connection and belonging in today's episode. Welcome, Maggie. Hi, Lindsay. To start with, can you tell us a little bit more about what connection and belonging is and why it's so important? Yeah, so connection and belonging is actually my favorite part um, of the framework to talk about. So I'm really excited that this is the the part of the mini series that I get to talk about. So within the framework, um, connection and belonging is defined as a felt sense of connection and engagement in community. In order to foster this sense, environments have to make sure that they're aligned with the concepts of inclusion, collaboration, and restorative practices. We need to feel like we matter and that we're an important part of our environment. Essentially, humans are defined in part by relationships, so really we need a sense of belonging to something larger to be an individual at all. And from our earliest years, it's experiences in communities with other humans that shape us. Even as babies, it starts off and we literally cannot survive without someone there to take care of us. We need that connection to other people um, just to thrive and survive. So losing that sense of belonging at that point is a matter of life and death. And then even if it's not so physically dire that we are in connection with other people and we're able to take care of ourselves, um, it still remains emotionally and psychologically very painful to feel like we don't belong. Loneliness can have an impact on us physically, too, on our physical health, um, and that can make us more prone to various illnesses. So having a sense of belonging is important because it keeps us physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally healthy. Maggie, I think it's so important that you highlighted that sense of community in that, um, and that all of us as a community are, are going through this at the same time. So I'm just curious here, how has the pandemic impacted people's ability to feel a sense of belonging and connection? Yeah, that's such a good question, right? We're at this such a weird place in time where we're sort of being asked to distance ourselves. 
And so social distancing obviously has such an impact on people's sense of belonging. We are physically having to separate ourselves, and sometimes that's from the people who really mean the most to us and provide us with such a great sense of connection and belonging. So grandparents, other extended extended family members, friends for kids, um, teachers and counselors. So we're an interconnected species. Possibly something positive to come out of the, the out of this pandemic, though, is that we're realizing in um, um, in a more intense way how connected we really are. Granted, we're kind of asking to be distant from each other, but communities are really pulling together in ways that they haven't in the past. And so in a sense, this act of social distancing itself is sort of fostering this belonging and this connectedness because we're all doing this together. We're all doing it for the greater good. Um, You can even see examples of this, like businesses are putting hearts in their windows to show we're all in this together. Even those businesses that are closed are doing that. Um, You can walk through neighborhoods and you can see hearts in windows. Um, For Easter, for people who are celebrating, some neighborhoods put on socially distant Easter egg hunts and families put up pictures of eggs in their windows for kids to find and see on their walks or on car rides with their families. So We are being asked to be more distant, and that is really hard, but it's also providing us an opportunity to be more resilient and find a greater sense of community, um, even during this really hard time. I agree with that, Maggie, and thank you so much for pointing out those pieces that are coming of this. It is such a difficult time, but I think that you're right. We, through this, we are able to pull together and are doing it for this greater good, for the health of our communities and for our nation and for our world. Um, So as we're thinking about that and the positive ways that businesses and just communities in general are um, engaging in these resilient activities, what are some practical ways that parents can encourage a sense of connection and belonging within themselves and their children? Yeah, I think it's really good that we ask about parents too, right? I think a lot of our times we focus on how can we get our kids to connect, but we also have to focus on parents. So I'll talk a little bit about both of them. I think there's a really great opportunity to connect with other people online. Um, You can use Zoom, you can use Messenger, FaceTime to talk to family members and friends and hang out even if it's not in person. Something that's kind of interesting about right now in our world is that everybody sort of had to slow down. And so all of a sudden there's not all these practices or activities or different things that kids and families are going to and moving to. Um, And so there really is an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to FaceTime you because I know you're going to be home. Let's connect with family that way. Um, And so maybe it's not the most beautiful, perfect solution, but it is a solution and it does bring that sense of connection. Um, And so on the same lines of that, like kids are going to be disappointed, right, because activities have been canceled. Um, But there's other ways to make sure that we're engaging. So if there was, you know, a Girl Scout troop that had um, your kid had a lot of community in that troop, you can say, can we get a Zoom Girl Scout troop meeting together. Um, and people are finding ways to do that and and connect in that way. And it's really kind of a beautiful opportunity. Maggie, what would be some options for people that don't have access to the internet or some of these different apps to connect online? Yeah, we know not everybody has access to those things, right? So some other things that kids and families can do is maybe write letters or cards to people you know, or even to people you might not know, but who may be lonely. So nursing homes aren't allowing visitors right now. So having kids draw pictures or write letters and send them to the residents um, can really help increase a sense of belonging for residents, but also increase a sense of belonging for kids and having them feel connected to their community and have them feel like they're doing some good and putting some good out into the world in that way. 
Um, another thing is really just making sure that you're creating some family time. Um, another positive that might come out of this is that families are home and they have more time together. So doing things like cooking a meal or doing chores or cleaning or playing lots and lots of games might be really good opportunities. Um, and also talking to your kids about your family history, showing them pictures, finding them a sense of um, connection to their heritage or to other family members is another way to really foster some connection and belonging for kids. That's so great. I love that you're talking about things that they can do within their own home too. I think sometimes we think about um, just some of those simple things that we might be overlooking that really do give us that that sense of connection. Yeah, it's just as simple as smiling and being friendly when you see somebody out and about. So maybe you're out for a walk with your family or you're playing in your yard. Really just smiling and waving can increase and and build that sense of belonging. We can still be socially distant, but be connected and friendly with other people. That's so true. Um, one other piece that I'm thinking about now is, you know, the clinicians at Tanager Place um, and our caseworkers and all of our employees that are typically working with our children and families face to face. Things have now been been shifted around for them as well. And now I know they are using some of these virtual means, whether it be teletherapy or telephone, um, to connect with their clients. So I'm wondering if clinicians or yourself have come up with any ideas to use within those sessions that maybe parents would be able to adapt to use at home with their kids as well. Yeah, our clinicians are just truly gifted and amazing in some of the things that they're doing in some of these sessions, um, taking some of the therapeutic interventions that they are so good at using in person in our offices and adapting it to these virtual means for therapy. Um, we've had clinicians that do scavenger hunts with their kids. Um, they have dance parties over over like this virtual platform. Um, they play I Spy. They read lots of books and do puppet shows and all all of those things are things that parents can be doing with their kids um, to create a sense of belonging and connection and just really finding great ways to connect with kids. Um, I love the idea of reading books together or creating stories together about your family, about the people that your kids are connected to, how important your kids are um, to you and to others. So doing little things like that can really foster that sense of belonging and that sense of connection within kids and families. Those are some great ideas. Thank you for sharing. Of course, sometimes, no matter how hard we try, some of us will become overwhelmed and maybe need some extra help coping and reestablishing a sense of belonging and connection. There's no shame in reaching out for help. So what are some things that parents can watch for so that they know when it would be time to reach out for that help? Yeah, paying attention to things like if your kid seems more withdrawn, if they're avoiding things, maybe they're more irritable, um, communicating a sense of hopelessness, and maybe self-isolating from family activities. Those are big indicators that maybe um, it's time to reach out for some help. Loneliness is really the opposite of belonging and connection. So watching for signs that you or your child are feeling really lonely 
Um, things like zoning out in front of screens, sleeping too much, not sleeping enough, um, feeling more angry, having nightmares, arguing more. If parents are noticing any of those things, they can always reach out to us here at Tanager Place. Like we talked about, we're continuing to serve clients during this time, and we have those teletherapy and telephone options available. So even with social distancing, our really skilled, beautiful clinicians um, and community-based workers are here to help families cope and find solutions. Um, we're also offering support groups via Zoom. So we know that not everybody has this built-in village. So we want to offer that sense of community and provide opportunities for increasing connection and belonging for all individuals right now. So you can find information about those on our social media. Those are things that we're trying to do at Tanager Place. Thank you so much for sharing about the different services. And and I think it's so good that you highlighted too that that it's not just the kiddos that are experiencing the difficult times and some of these warnings, um, warning signs, but but also the parents too. And so I love that Tanager Place right now is also making a space to provide that support to not only the children and families that we typically serve, but everyone in our community, regardless of age. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening today. And thank you to our sponsor for helping to fund this podcast. Also, a big shout out to our producers, Josh Sarnecki and Jillian Pulaski. We are coming to you from Tanager Place with a four-part mini-series covering indicators of well-being. Today, we talked about belonging and connection, and we'll cover the other three indicators, safety, efficacy, and meaning and purpose in other podcasts. We can look for and encourage these indicators in ourselves and our children as we move through these uncertain times so that we can hopefully emerge strong, resilient, and healthy. 